Thank you. I, I want to thank those uh, that I've already met this morning, uh, Skipper Maxwell, Rayford uh, Woodrick, uh, friends. I enjoy several friends that I met uh, from uh, the time that I was in this area uh, way long time ago. Uh, I always say many years ago because it was, but it's always good and right for us to be in the house of God to worship together. Amen? And I'm so glad that you are here and so glad for this opportunity to share the word with you. And to do that, I'd like to turn, uh, if you will turn with me, to the fourth chapter of Luke. The fourth chapter of Luke. We will begin with the words of Jesus, how he stood in the, in the uh, synagogue at, uh, at Nazareth. And he said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom to the prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. He began by saying to them, Today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. And I pray God's blessing upon the reading and the hearing of God's word. Let us pray. Gracious God and loving Lord, in the name of Jesus, it's good. It's good to be in your house and it's right for us to worship. Father, open our minds and our hearts that we may receive the message that you have for us as we prepare to come to the table. How thankful we are. And how full of praise we are. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Let me just say that thank you for the team leading us in worship. Preparing us for this time together. I want to tell you about a a story I read recently. About a man who was traveling uh, to a small town in another country. And he told how fascinated he was with all the alleyways and the thoroughfares of small businesses and and, and little specialty shop. And as he made his way through the thoroughfares, uh, his his attention was drawn to a little sign in front of one of the shops. And the sign simply read, Nothing broken beyond repair. Would you hear it again? The little sign swinging in front of the little shop. Nothing broken beyond repair. You see, this was a shop for broken things. Shattered toys. Broken vessels. Marred furniture, and as the man, as the man, as he tells it, the man stood there in front of this specialty shop. He saw a number of people going in and out, people in all walks of life, wealthy, poor, those in between, people carrying things of value to be repaired. Do you hear the church in that? Come on now. Think car- people carrying things of value to be repaired. And in this article, the man went on to say how he was struck 
by the fact that brokenness is no respecter of person. Age, race, gender. Brokenness is no respecter of person. And you know, as I read that article, my mind kept visualizing that sign. Nothing broken beyond repair. And and I was reading this, as I was reading the article, I was visualizing the sign, the spiritual part of me. (laughs) There was a change. There was a change, the swinging sign with the words printed on it became a cross. with the man hanging on it. But the message, the message was still the same. Nothing broken, beyond repair. It was a message of hope. It was a message of, of love. It was a message of the gospel Jesus came to be the repairer of brokenness. Somebody say amen. Jesus came to be the repairer of brokenness. Jesus came to be the mender of our lives. You read it in Isaiah 53, verse 5. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity. Upon him was the chastisement that made us whole. And with his stripes, we were healed. In our text for the morning, I read from the Gospel of Luke, where Jesus was in the synagogue at Nazareth. And I, and I would like to read this morning an interpretive paraphrase of this scripture. Would you listen? This scripture is fulfilled in me. I have come to tell the good news of God's love to the impoverished of spirit. Those who are so lacking in a sense of self-respect that they are poverty-stricken souls. Here is good news. God loves you. I have come to heal the brokenhearted, to comfort those who are frightened by the mystery of life and death, and to assure them that in my Father's house are many rooms. Therefore, be neither troubled nor afraid. There is more to come. But also I have come to heal the brokenhearted who know their sin and failure, who acknowledge their shortcomings and their estrangement, and who ask for forgiveness. For they shall find peace that passes all understanding, for the mercy of God is beyond human comprehension. 
the way I see it, from the very first word that Jesus spoke in his first sermon to the very last word he said from the cross, the message was clear. (laughs) Nothing broken beyond repair. Now, I I was looking around And I wouldn't be surprised if this church had a swinging sign knowing that Andy Stoddard is here. (laughs) But I noticed as I walked around there, the church didn't have a swinging sign at the door. But it does have a symbol. It has a symbol on the altar. A symbol for the whole world to see. A cross. A cross reminding us that his brokenness made us whole. This is what we celebrate in Holy Communion. God in Christ, in our midst, in our brokenness. It was dramatized on the cross. It symbolized in this meal. This is my body given for you. This is my blood poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. And so I say to you this morning, as we come in remembrance of his brokenness, we bring our brokenness. our failures, our sin, our poor attitudes, our indifferences, our hypocrisy, our pretending, our role-playing. We bring our brokenness And we kneel before him, remembering that in Christ, no brokenness is beyond repair. I wouldn't be much of a preacher this morning if I didn't ask. Is there someone here this morning living in brokenness? I urge you to come to Jesus. Believe in him as your Savior. For you see, he is the healer. (laughs) He is the one that binds our brokenness And gives us abundant life. 
abundant life is within each of our grasp as we commit our lives to Jesus. And so I pray that someone, anyone, will come in order for this time to be the beginning of your journey from brokenness to wholeness. Please hear what I say. There's not a one of us here this morning who is beyond remedy, repair, restoration, rehabilitation, renewal, redemption. For Jesus invites us to come in remembrance, nothing broken beyond repair.